straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, Statesman Sports Columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 309, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. Cedric Golden here with the Duck, Kirk Bowles, Texas Longhorns traveling up 35 to Waco for what's probably the final meeting with the Baylor Bears, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, ABC. The beef is over with Spectrum. Everybody's (laughs) going to get to watch. Uh, we're joined by Waco Trib columnist Bryce Cherry and his newcomer, Zach Smith, who's replacing our longtime collaborator, John Warner. Pour one out for J-Dub. Yes, pour one out. Over the years, man, on this podcast and just in the press boxes in general. It's, ne- it's never a bad time to see our friends from Waco, but, you know, we'll be done with them. Uh, in a few months, so we're 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 moving on to Stark Vegas, <laughs> and Fayetteville. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not. I'm a that big trip, that guy, trip up 35 is a little easier. Oh my God! Just like good Lord, I, I I we'll cross that river. Let's just enjoy the journey while we have it. Bryce, I'll start with you. Uh, Baylor's going to beat Texas, right? I mean, is that a foregone <laughs> conclusion in Waco? I heard wow. a has got him, wow. got him ready to roll. <laughs> wow. uh, give me Texas, maybe even give me the points. I have not been uh, impressed with Baylor. Uh, obviously, it started out uh, just terribly for the Bears with uh, Texas State, uh, a, a game that Baylor didn't um, – you know, expect to lose. Sorry, I got my mailman going by, so the dog is going crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they that was a mess of a game. Now they made big improvements against Utah. That was a that was a big improvement, but yet they still lose the game. You know, that was that one they gift wrapped to Utah mm-hmm. because Baylor's winning that game. They give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, it's just it's. A little confounding how far they've fallen since that Sugar Bowl team of two years ago. But then you also consider they're playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores. I mean, and uh, and that's, you know, that's tough. Uh, You know, they they miss some of those veteran guys like Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard or playing in the NFL now. Or Apu. Yeah, yeah, Apu Ika. He was, you know, he was a big – tone setter there in the middle of that line. So uh, I think the Longhorns will win, but I do feel like with Baylor's motivation to try to send Texas away with a loss. Ruin their season. Yeah. uh, I think think it'll be closer than probably the line indicates, but I mean, you said it before, said talent wins out, and I think Texas has probably a little more of certainly the established talent. Zach Smith, yeah, of the Hill Country News, now in the <laughs> 254. You've been saying some things that make me wonder if those Baylor Bears might cover this 14 and a half <laughs> spread. What say yeah, you? I, I, I uh, yeah, give me give me the Bears and the points. I mean, I I, I still think Texas is going to win for all the reasons previously stated. They're just they're so good in so many places, but. 
but Baylor, you know, they sound different this week than they have after the la- over after the first two weeks. And I really think that, you know, if they made so so many improvements in that Long Island game, and I know you can say, oh, it's just Long Island, they're an FCS school, but like, you know, they played like a 1985 football team running through the tackles, throwing to the tight end, and you know, that's that's how you can get some momentum going. And I know Texas has had some struggles early on. So if Baylor can get that running game going and kind of lean on a improving offensive line, man, there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, give me, give me the Baylor and the points. Maybe that's my youthful optimism though. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go the opposite of youthful and hear what Kirk Bowles has to say. <laughs> Oh my God! I got to put up this for the, on my own podcast. I got to get the insults. I, I want to talk about quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, Blake Shapen looks clearly out. Mm-hmm. So Robertson, mm-hmm. the backup uh, transfer from Mississippi State, right? Correct. Did he, did he yep. start many yep. games at Mississippi State, guys? No, he not. did not. He played never. in five games. He never started. No. Yeah. How would? I'm yeah, how would about that? How would the two of you kind of evaluate? Sawyer Robertson and what Texas expects to see on Saturday. So he's a work in progress. There's no question about that. Uh, Sawyer right now, and he, and I think uh, we talked about it earlier, but I think he is uh, a little gimpy, obviously not uh, as bad off as Blake Shapen right now. Blake will not play this week, but, um, and Shapen was one of the bright spots of the Texas State game. Like, uh, he was much maligned last year. Baylor fans were not real happy with how he played. Um, you know, if you'll recall, Baylor went into the season last year as the Big 12 favorite, which was an uncharacteristic oh. place for the Bears to be. And they ended up 6-7. and seven. It was a disappointing year. And Shapen took a lot of the, the blame for that fairly or unfairly, uh, and he certainly didn't live up to his expectation, but he played well in the Texas State game. Uh, and then he gets hurt. They bring in Sawyer. And I thought it was very clear last week against Long Island that they they didn't have a ton of confidence in Sawyer throwing the ball because that was in the game plan. As Zach said, it was 1986 football between the tackles, running the ball, three yards in a cloud of dust. Let's throw it to the tight end, you know, uh, tight ends. How many different tight ends caught the ball, Zach? It was like three or four. Three, three, yeah, three think, different yeah. tight ends caught the ball for Baylor. Um, so wow. he, he was kind of babying the ball in there a little bit, you know, and yeah. I think they just want him to like cut loose and actually throw because the kid threw for like 11,000 yards in high school at Lubbock. And so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Zach, you chime in. I mean, what do you see from Sawyer? I, yeah, I think it, it, at least over the first couple of weeks, it's kind of been fitting a, a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. You know, he and Blake Shapen are completely kind of different quarterbacks. Blake Shapen gives you that kind of creativity, can get out of the pocket and do some things, which I think is good in Jeff Grimes' wide zone kind of scheme, whereas uh, Robertson is more of a traditional pocket passer right which you know baylor has plenty of w- receivers that are good enough but like 
they haven't been they've been practicing with Blake Shapen in that kind of style and I think it's just a stylistic thing that didn't didn't really mesh over the first two weeks and you know obviously especially in that Utah game it was all on Robertson with the two late interceptions that kind of mm-hmm. sealed the deal for them but yeah I, I think if I think the game plan if the game plan is similar to Long Island you know Shapen or Robertson can can succeed in kind of that like like Bryce said babying a little bit um but yeah, I think it's just a uh, nature of the beast, so to speak. Well, the Long Island Sharks aren't showing up in Waco. <laughs> this I don't keep referencing that, but that I can't go back to 1910. The lo- the no, the UT Sarks are coming to town. The, the UT Sarks are showing up. Sarks like instead of sharks, and like Texas has some sharks, man. Yeah, they, on defense, and defense has been the story of the season for the Longhorns. It's the most it's the most consistent asset on this team, and it's a team of athletes. They've got great. They've got some really great athletes at receiver, but the defense won the spring, won the summer, and is winning the fall. Baylor's hope is that Quinn Ewers shows up with that that crust in his eyes. You know, <laughs> you wake up and you forget to wipe that out. You kind of mm-hmm. sleepy. I really think that if it was an 11 o'clock game, that it would suit Baylor even more because Texas in the past has really been sleepy in 11 a.m. games. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Sam, because last week it was just inexplicable how Baylor started against Long Island in an 11 o'clock game. Uh, the energy wasn't there. Uh, and, They're playing Long Island. Well, right. How do you get up for Long Island, bro? I get it. I get it. But ba- Baylor and I afford- were like, we didn't know they had a football team in right? Long Island. Right. Sue Bird is from Long Island. <laughs> right. uh, Mark Rosner, our colleague, is from Long Island. Okay. I didn't but, know Ros uh, was from Long Island. Yeah. Was Julius Irving from Long Island, Duck? Dr. J? Yeah, and they all, they all played for the Sharks last week. There you go. <laughs> And they're older. <laughs> so I don't blame them for being a little sleepy against Long Island. They're go- Our hair is going to be on fire six 6.30. No doubt. Off. No doubt. Raucous. Yeah. I-, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Baylor would love nothing more than to, to kick Texas in the butt, send them back to Austin with an L, and and ruin. They If they lose to Baylor, there's no way they can explain their way out of a CFP argument. They're not going to be in the CFP if they they can run the table, and but a Baylor loss is going to going to kill them in any discussions of a college football playoff spot. Oh, hold on, hold on. What oh if yeah, runs the table. What? See, see how he's already dismissing Baylor. What if Baylor runs the table and finishes ten and two? Oh gosh, I can't see that happening. <laughs> I can't either. But I'm just doing what if. So what if I grow a tail? I mean, that won't make me a dragon. I will say this. We we thought Baylor was sort of a dark horse. Uh darker now. They've got a lot yeah, of, much you know, darker now. Darker. Uh what did they pick like fifth or sixth? Where yeah, were they picked? They were picked in the middle. Fifth. And that and the and the thing that had Baylor had going for it was eight home games. Eight. Oh, that's yeah, great. Right. That's, National that's leading eight home games and the first four yeah. here at home, but they just haven't really made hay you know they've lost two of those so uh yeah it's right taking, taking Do they a have road games next season uh i don't know maybe we'll have to look Ooh. at that oh Yikes. my god we're gonna have to we got to uh amp up our travel budget at the trip hey they're not going to long island next year i'm, <laughs> I'm telling you that wasn't a home at home <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> although if they have a 
a bad year, they might try to get Long Island in a home and home. Doesn't so. hey, doesn't uh, your Mark have a restaurant in New York City? He always telling us to go stop by. I think his wife does. Yeah. I think it's yeah. uh, so need to do that. So, yeah. what's, the, what's the vibe around Dave Aranda as far as you mentioned? You know, two just two years ago, Blake Shaben was he the MVP of that Big Twelve title game? I mean, mm-hmm. that yep. was kind of his coming out party, and then they beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl, twelve and two. Then I think since then he's seven and nine. And uh, how are Baylor fans feeling about Dave Aranda year three? Friend of the good- podcast, Dave Aranda, get it right, Doc. Yeah, it's a good question, uh, and I would say you're hearing a lot of grumbling um, and a lot of people saying, oh, well, he, he won with Matt Rule's guys. You right. know, I get that, yeah. Uh, and, and yet, here's the thing. This was sort of uh, an incredible stat when uh, that season where where they did win the Big 12 and the Sugar Bowl – uh, under Aranda, which was the most wins in, in school history. Uh, they, you know, the first time they beat a top 25 team that, that season, um, we looked it up and rule had never beaten the top 25 team in his entire time in Waco. And we were like, we were like, wow. Uh, so I do think Aranda is a good coach. He's a smart guy. Um, he's about as honest a coach as I've ever been around in terms of just like taking stuff on himself, very self-deprecating. Um, but I mean, the fact of the matter is there are weird things where, you know, they don't have as much energy as you want or some of the play calling under Jeff Grimes, I sort of scratch my head at. And um, so I, I think, you know, he's a he's a young head coach in terms of this is his first job, you know, after being the D.C. at LSU. And I think he's still learning. I mean, I think that's just a fair way to put it. Zach, I know you are a big Aranda fan. I am. I am indeed. And I think back to like after was it a couple of years ago? Did Sark in Texas? They lost to Kansas, right? Is that that was a whole? Don't bring it up. We don't. We don't yeah, remember well, hey, that. Hey, uh, why are you bringing so that up? Long ago, Zach. <laughs> Baylor fans listening will love that that he brought it up. <laughs> well, no, my my point though. My point though. I remember going to that that press conference afterward, and everybody was downtrodden. But like Sark was not right. He kind of saw the big picture and what he was building, right? And and I think that now this year. Uh, two years on, we're we're kind of seeing that kind of come to fruition, right? And what Texas is, and right, like like I think Bryce mentioned it earlier that there have been so many new players that have played for Baylor this year. They've had like twice as many first time starters this year than they have in each of the last two years, right? They've had seventeen first time starters this year. They had what was it six last year and eight the year before. So there's so much newness on this team that I think you know, maybe take a step back and look at the big picture. Maybe the start of this season hasn't been going how you want, but I think Aranda has a plan. And I think that maybe a little bit of time, even though that's not necessarily the most college football fans and administrators don't like to hear that. But uh, I I think there's a clear path for Baylor to kind of be a force in the new big 12. He's been part of staffs that have won big. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. he won, and, and, and they were super course. high on him that year, the Sugar Bowl. But you know, this is a very, uh, uh, you know, what have you done for me lately kind of sport, obviously. Right, right. So, and you know, the other thing too is, you know, Colorado and, and Coach Prime's got eighty six new players. You know, and 
And what that does, it really kills other fan bases. They go, well, Dion's doing it. He changed his whole team, and now they're in the top 20, you know. So uh, another thing is For that uh, Dave Miranda, as you guys all know, he's, he's a very religious, family, low-key, cerebral kind of guy. I, you know, I really like him. I think he's a terrific person. But things aren't going well. And I guess do some of the fans want him to show more emotion or fire on the sideline? Yeah, uh, I, I just think they want him to win. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that would help. They weren't talking yeah. about him showing more fire when they went twelve and two and won the right. Super Bowl. Right. right. He no, can be as sto- he can be as stoic fire? as he wants as long as he wins football games. He I mean, can be uh, a mute if he's twelve and two. And <clears> him, so, man, yeah, I, I wish he'd say something. But man, he's a great coach. But you know, I, he's not. That's when you look for stuff. You kind of nitpick. Well, he doesn't ever show emotion. You're right, though. It, winning solves everything. But sure. And they brought know. in they they brought in a defensive coordinator, Matt Pollage, who's coming back to Baylor, right? And he's he's a very energetic guy. And there's been a lot of all the players have been complimentary about the energy that he brings. So maybe if Aranda can't do it, maybe he can kind of surround himself with people that do bring that kind of over-the-top uh, exuberant energy. And I yeah. do Start think they, they miss Joey McGuire. I do mm-hmm. think they miss Joey McGuire. How could you not? Yeah, because, exactly, because he's just so lovable. Uh, everybody on the staff good. loved him. Yeah, uh, and I think he's going to be a good fit out there in Lubbock. I know they lost some games that they you know didn't really expect to lose, too. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think... Uh, they're they're just kind of finding their way right now, and there are some grumbling among the Baylor fans. So you know we'll see how it plays out. I do feel like there's still a chance for Baylor to have a pretty good season this year. Yeah, so. and you know what? It it still runs through Lubbock. I mean, I know people. The Big Twelve <laughs> it runs through Lubbock, and you know <laughs> the way things are going, it might run roughshod through Lubbock. I mean, and I know your mark is. Is is his number one fan, and he wants him to take Texas out on Thanksgiving weekend. And w- won't that be something if it happens? I got to ask you guys. I mean, this is the last time that Texas and Baylor are going to play in a, for a while. And I know Bryce, you've seen a lot of games, Texas Baylor and Duck, you as well. And um, I know Zach was at the uh, Long Island game, so his his <laughs> memory bank is pretty pretty fat as well. I'll ask the guys who have seen more than one. Um, game uh, between Texas and <laughs> Baylor. What are your two favorite memories of the rivalry? You first, Bryce. Oh man, uh, you know there was a game. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say 2016, um, 35 to 34 Texas, and it was it was so heated. It was so chippy. Uh, and, uh, I like it when, when rivalries are kind of like right on the edge, you don't want it to be dirty, but, uh, wasn't, do you guys remember that? It was at at Waco and, uh, and I think they, they had to like keep the players off the field from like, you know, actually getting into a brawl. I think it was Deshaun Elliott putting his Dukes up on the sideline. He was (laughs) ready to go. (laughs) But uh, I like a little acrimony, you know? I mean, uh, Baylor fans, they want to beat Texas in everything. And I'm sure that's the case for Tech and TCU fans and those kind of things, too. And and I kind of like the fact that Texas doesn't even consider it a rival. 
awkward. It's just like, oh, it's just Baylor. <laughs> and so, you know, when Baylor rises up and and uh, and beats uh, Texas, you know, here and there, it's fun. And over the last like 15 years, it's actually been pretty competitive. It's like eight, eight to seven Texas, you know, obviously Art Browse had a lot to do with kind of turning that around and making Baylor more competitive because there was a lot of years there where, you know, it was, it was bad. It was, was, you know, Baylor had some bad, bad teams. So um, it's, it's fun. I mean, uh, I just like, um, you know, with Texas, you could always count on um, just seeing some great players. Obviously they recruit well and, um, so that, you know, that's been fun. I always like coming down to Austin to eat, man. You guys got yeah. good food down there. So <laughs> you don't have a Georgia's. Well, you don't have a Georgia's. Yeah. We don't have that Cajun spot with that catfish. What's it called? Look, there's catfish King, but, uh, Cajun. No, it's a Cajun, Cajun Texas, text something. Oh, take uh, Tajin. Tajin. Yes. Tajin. Yes. That, that's that place is legit. That's a hidden gem. If people well, don't you know you put me on that place, Brian. Yes, and I took yeah, my wife out, to it. And it's she, out in Robinson. That's a good she place. She loves it. She loves yeah. it. I mean, I'm gonna go through there. Yeah, yeah. quit talking about food. It's lunch hour. It I'm is lunch hour. Football. I'm getting hungry. I'm about what are to your run memories, Doug? Give me a couple. Who me? Yes. Yes, you. Uh, uh well, they played 113. I guess, or just 113th, I forget, but uh, I covered the first one by Pony Express. So nice. I, I have seen a lot of them. And as I've uh, told our friends here before, my my one of my all time favorite games, it was probably top 10, is the 1963 game here at uh, Royal Memorial Stadium, where Duke Carlisle, the quarterback, was put in at safety and intercepted a pass from. Don Trollo, Lawrence Elkins, as electric and as good a passing team tandem as there has ever been in college football. Both of them were all Americans, and and Texas ended up winning that seven to nothing, going on to win their first national championship. So that was huge. But I also remember some of those games in Waco, uh, nineteen seventy four, when uh, Baylor beat Texas first time in like eighteen years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and uh, Neil Jeffrey kind of uh, took it to him, and then in 1974, uh, the uh, first uh, conference title in 50 years for Baylor, and they left the scoreboard lights on all night. And I love stuff like that. That, and if I was Sark, I would be using those types of things to uh, uh, to get my team motivated. And that 78 team obviously was the one, the worm game that Texas fans will remember when Grant Taft the t- Baylor coach swallowed a worm to fire up his uh, players, at least the ones that weren't sick. Now, and if you ask Taff about it, he will say, because because people always would ask him, did you yeah. eat, eat the worm? And he and he uh, he would kind of just sort of wink, you know. I think he just had the worm in his mouth, and then I think he, I think he took a bite and then spit it out. When everyone's going nuts, they're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sad would that get you fired up if you were a young football player in Tyler? You know, I mean, some your coach eating a worm. No, it would get me to the bathroom stall to throw <laughs> up. Um, I wouldn't be fired up. I'd be throwing up. Um, he likes his stuff on the a, other I end. I wasn't a visual person like that. I was more auditory. What they said meant more than what they did. But if I hear a big roar go up, you know, if, if everybody's fired up, yeah. That's just coaching, man. That's that's just a great coach figuring out how to get the most out of his team that's not supposed to win. And 
Isn't that what's great about the fabric of college football? It's what separates it from other sports. It yeah, does, does David, uh, David Randall like worms? You know, Zach? <laughs> I No, I don't think worms are in his diet. I think he probably has a very rigorous diet that does not involve any. It's almost no. been 50 years since that game. You know, yeah. And that worm didn't kill him. Coach Tab's still kicking like a funky chicken. He's yeah, that's kicking. right. That's right. He's doing. He's hanging in there. So my favorite memory. Um, one one of them's a, a man. Uh, 2011. Robert Griffin the third and and Case McCoy, not Cole. Case McCoy had a shootout. It was 48-24. Uh, Baylor RG three was just electric that day, and uh, so was Case, who threw for 356 yards, and but he did throw four picks that day, and just a just a wonderful uh display of 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 just quarterback generalship by the eventual Heisman Trophy winner. Um, we talked to Robert Griffin the third in the spring. He did the Texas spring game for ESPN. He's doing so well on oh. ESPN. Just a just a vibrant personality and uh, just, just fun to watch. He still wants to play. And he still wants to play in the NFL. He still works out like a madman, and he's waiting on that phone to ring. And, you know, why didn't the New York Jets call him? I mean, exactly. Wilson. <laughs> No, I mean, Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's what, you know, you're going to put out there. And, and said you and I remember Mac's last regular season game of his Longhorn career up in Waco. It was freasing that day. Remember? And, and Case McCoy just didn't have it. anything going. And we kept it thinking, where's Tyrone Swoops? Put in Tyrone Swoops. And you, I remember still... that game, Bryce? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That would have been, was that uh, 2013? That that was that yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was the that was uh I remember a lot about that game, but uh that was the last game at Floyd Casey. And yep. um and as Duck said, it was bitterly cold. I mean, one of the coldest bitterly. and uh as you guys remember, this is a tradition in Waco, you'll see it on Saturday. Uh they open the windows in the press box, and we're sitting there trying to like type on our computers. <laughs> With these frozen hands. It was uh, horrific. I was, yeah, we, it was. It was. Remember, we're like, y'all need to close those windows. No, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. No, that's what we do. And hey, little, close the windows. No, I was like, Heath, <laughs> come on, Heath, what are you doing to us? We're I mean, weak Heath Nelson, close right. the windows. Where's Nick Juice? Close right. the windows. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was. Exactly. So, I had my. I have my my big, my big long coat, my overcoat, yeah. and I turned it up around where I stick my arms this way and tight and and it felt more like a blanket and then duck I don't know if you're duck I know you remember this because on the way home I'm driving me duck Mark Rosner and they, there was black ice on I-35 yikes yeah and we did a donut we did a donut in my SUV oh my then thank god there was no one behind us cuz we would have gotten crushed Yikes. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Well, that was that was the last Floyd Casey game, and we were scared it was gonna be our last game. So Baylor won that game. Baylor won drive. that game 30 to 10, and mm -hmm. that was their first Big 12 championship. Uh they clinched the Big 12 championship uh in that game. And then uh I don't know if y'all stuck around. You probably did. Uh they they did this little ceremony after the game where they just like took like different Baylor legends came out and like 
flipped off the lights you know they have like a light switch mm. thing and and that was kind of cool i mean uh baylor fans really got into that well we didn't the- around for that we were out, out we were out in the parking lot because we parked on that grassy knoll mm-hmm. and we we're out we were out trying to get the ice off the windshield because we needed <laughs> to get home <laughs> he needed to get home yeah but that I yeah. still think to this day, if Mac Brown had won that game, it's a very good chance that he's still the head coach at Texas today. Wow! Oh, he'd be going to the Fiesta Bowl. Where did they I'm did saying. they play UCF in the Fiesta Bowl? Was that Blake Bortles? Yes, yes, uh, and that did not work out well for Baylor. I think Baylor thought they were going to just kind of roll over UCF, and and Bortles yeah. handed it to him that day. You know what? Uh, that's Baylor's not the first per, first. Uh, entity to overlook Blake Bortles. I mean, I, there's someone on this screen right now <laughs> who lost a big game to Blake Bortles, cost him a lot of money. Talk about fantasy football? Oh, my God. Might be. We might be. He scored Earth four goals. points in our championship game, and, and my son Tyler and I lost. Oh, my God. I hate Blake Bortles. If you're too. rolling with Blake Bortles as your fantasy QB, there's already a problem. It wasn't that day. I know, and he beat me. He beat yeah, Kirk. That... Blake Bortles blew oh, up that day. Oh, he beat Kirk. I thought, okay. He's not even in the league anymore, is No, he? he's not. Ah, that's sad, sad. So, uh, I mean, it, so back to the football game, though. I mean, basketball's coming up. Uh, you know, and this Big 12 basketball conference is going to be great. And, you mm, know, Bader in Kansas kind of uh, leading the way. Texas is supposed to have a really Adding good- Arizona. Oh, you don't think they're already ready? Waiting for basketball season. That you know, Zach. They haven't given up on the football season, have they, Zach? Zach, Zach, you awake? He's frozen. Looks like he's frozen. We'll keep yeah. talking. We'll keep talking. Bryce, uh, do you think they're looking forward to basketball season? They haven't given uh, up. I mean, yet. they are looking forward to basketball season. Have they written off this season yet? Uh, I tell you, if they beat Texas on Saturday, uh, <laughs> they'll on the table. They'll be riding high again. Uh, they'll be singing Aranda's praises, but um, I, I think they've got one eye on basketball season. Let's put it that Is that swanky new basketball arena going to be ready? It'll be ready for January. They'll open January it in January. Conference. Yeah. So that'll be nice. fun. That'll be sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be quite as nice as the Moody Center. It'll be but probably a little smaller, but uh, – but I think it's going to be pretty nice. You're going to like that. You're going to like that Moody Center. That Moody Center is sweet. Yeah, uh, no, it's cool. It's even, I went they, there. It's even nicer than it was last year. They really, mm. they really got it going, and they got some more restaurants in there. Saw nice. Chris Rock in the Moody Center. He was. That was there you cool. go. Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam can come here. Duck. They were. They're coming here. I think. Or have they already? Who's yes, they, they came the other day because my uh, I have a, a sister-in-law who was at that concert so there yeah, you go yeah i'm still waiting on prince to show up yeah <laughs> keep waiting <laughs> yeah 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 i can wait i don't i don't want to see him anytime soon so yeah <laughs> give me a score before we get out of here okay. uh, we'll start we'll start Pretty with Zach smith uh give me a score and uh one sentence why it's going to be that way i think it's going to be 27 23 texas Man, you know, I, I i i think it's baylor's going to lean on the run game but Texas has got too many weapons to, you know, Baylor can't stop them. So 27-23, Texas. Bryce. Give me a 28-17 Longhorns. I say Baylor's defense 
keeps it close for a while. They looked really good against Utah, really good. Uh, but I don't think Baylor has enough points to really, you know, pull off a legit chance to win the game. Kirk. Look like Kirk. Yeah, your eyes blinking. I think it's like Texas Texas 38 to uh, 17, I would say. I think it's it's, going to be a good first half. Then I think Texas will pull away with its uh, firepower. Why does it just sound like we're picking along geographical lines? I mean, (laughs) well, because I I have them a lot. I I think Baylor's going to keep it close early, but I just, even if Quinn yours is average, I just think Texas's defense is just going to just going to overwhelm this young quarterback, and and uh, they're just so stout up front. Um, I like Richard Reese. I do. I do. I like. I like him. But um, he might get loose. He might get loose once or twice. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like like 35, 17 Texas. I, mm-hmm. I just think they're uh, they they. This is the start of the Big Twelve, and they can't they can't let they can't let those old first half struggles continue to fester because they've got bigger fish to fry. Uh, they they they're about to face a lot more experienced quarterbacks. They, I mean, Jalen Daniels. You got Tyler Shuck. You got Dylan Gabriel. You got Will Howard. I mean, those kind of guys are coming up on the schedule. So they, this is the kind of game where they need they need to take care of business and not have any dramatic moments um, late in the game. So I think I think they're going to win pretty comfortably, but I don't know that it'll be easy early on. There you go, mentioning bigger fish to fry around lunchtime. I hate when you do that. Yeah. Well, let's go eat something. Let's go to Tajin. Let's y'all go come, to Tajin. I'll meet y'all come meet Tajin. us on Saturday. Oh man. <laughs> So good, Duck. You've never been there, but on Wednesday, I, my wife and I were there, and it was a Wednesday, and I know we got to go. And she was standing in front of this sign, so I just went up and I ordered just some catfish, and she ordered something, and then we went and sat down, and she goes, "I, I wanted you to order first before you saw the sign. It was all you can eat catfish." <laughs> I we'd still be there if I'd seen that sign. Yeah. I'd still be there right now. I'd that say. would wreck you. That would wreck you for sure. I'm saving no better side. It was like your blood pressure, honey. Your blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I would have moved away. COVID. It's fish. Fish is good for you. Exactly. That's yeah. on the outside of the fish. I think that's I got a problem with. No better side than all you can eat. Guys, such a pleasure to catch up. Zach, welcome to the Big Happy 12 beat. Uh, you're gonna love this beat. You're gonna get Coach Prime next year. We'll be we'll be reading in the trib. Bryce Cherry, always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Baylor, Texas, six thirty p.m. on Saturday, McLean Stadium, ABC. We'll be there with bells on with our Waco brethren, and we hope to see you at the game as well. That will do it for episode three hundred nine of On Second Thought. Bryce, did you have anything else to say? You pointed at me. No, I'm just saying. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you at the game. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.